Middle East on the brink, North Korea on the brink, Iran increasing its aggression, elections in Taiwan. Look, there's a lot of global instability as we ourselves plunge into primary season. How have you sheltered your savings and investments from potential major setbacks to the economy? You think it can happen here? It can happen here, but it's not too late to diversify an old IRA or 401k into gold. And Birch Gold Group can help you with that. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. As opposed to many other investments, Gold thrives in times of uncertainty. It is an important part of diversifying your savings. Now listen, here's how Birch Gold can help make it a part of yours. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold. And it doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. You want to learn more? Just text SAVAGE to 989898 for a free info kit. S-A-V-A-G-E, text it to 989898 and you get a free info kit. It costs you nothing. Just text SAVAGE to 989898. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of happy customers, I encourage you to arm yourself with the knowledge of diversification through precious metals. Protect yourself. Text SAVAGE to 989898 and claim your free info kit. Protect your savings with gold. Do it now. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Thank you very much. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture. And here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Welcome to the Savage Nation, where it's still Columbus Day. On the Savage Nation, we celebrate Columbus Day for a good reason, because Columbus was one of the world's greatest explorers. Now, of course, we have psychotics on the campuses, third world uh, ignoramuses, left-wing communists. Well, see, not all communists are left-wing. Some of them are right-wing communists. Very hard for you to understand that Nazi means national socialism, but I'm, I'm digressing. I celebrate Columbus Day because he was one of the world's bravest and greatest explorers who gave the world so much. And yet the leftist idiots want us to believe that the indigenous people, see, it's called Indigenous Peoples Day in New York City and in San Francisco. You're supposed to believe that the indigenous people lived a perfect green life, like a Mazzola ad. They traded in goods and services. They were gentle on the earth. They treated each other with dignity. Well, fools, if you want to believe that, then you can remain a historical idiot. Because if you study the Native American tribes, you will see how they treated captives. Men and women captives, teenage boys, were killed through torture. And, of course, they usually made a sacrifice while they were killing them to the sun. Are you ready to listen to any more of this? Or your mind is made up because you went to Harvard or Berkeley? I'm talking about the stupidity of Indigenous Peoples Day. Because you still think that they lived a green life, I'll repeat it again, and that they all worshipped the the sun or Gaia, and they traded in uh, nice, soft goods, they treated animals well. No, the opposite is true. What they did to to each other makes what the Crips and the Bloods do to each other benign by comparison. If they captured a warrior from another tribe, uh, you not want to hear, you want to hear what they did? 
Well, they tortured them in the captor's own village. And the entire population, including children, had to watch. Uh, Common torture techniques included burning the captive, which was done one hot coal at a time. That was very green of them. Uh, Rather than on firewood pyres, they didn't just burn them. They tortured them. Cut them with knives, beat them with uh, sticks, jabbed them with sharp sticks a thousand times. Ripped out their fingernails, broke their fingers, twisted and yanked by children. Captives were made to eat pieces of their own flesh, scalped alive. Are you still paying attention or it's too horrible for you? I'll go on to Indigenous Peoples Day. The genitalia of male captives, genitalia of male captives, which should be of some interest to you amongst these uh, green uh, uh, people, were the focus of considerable attention. And it culminated with the dissection of the genitals one slice at a time. To make the torture last longer, the noble savages, the Native Americans, and the First Nations would revive captives with rest periods, during which time they were given food and water. That's to keep them alive so they could torture them even further. And tortures by the sacred Native American typically began on the lower limbs, then gradually spread to the arms and then the torso. The Native Americans and the First Nations spoke of caressing the captives, gently at first, which meant that the initial tortures were designed to cause pain, but very little bodily harm. And so in this way, the indigenous sacred people uh, could uh, keep a captive alive for days and nights before they died. And that is how the Eastern Woodlands tribes treated captives. For those of you who are in love with Indigenous Peoples Day, count me out. I'll take Columbus Day. Now, over the weekend, I had a very interesting weekend. I saw the Blue Angels. I know that the roar of the, what were they flying, F-A-18 Hornets, I believe. There was one F-35 that flew over at San Francisco Bay. It was an awesome sight to see. And uh, to hear the roar of those jet engines in San Francisco and to know what damage it was doing to the hearts and souls of the communists amongst us just made me feel great. Very, very nice weekend. Very nice weekend. Blue Angels, beautiful weekend. Now, last night, something interesting happened here on the Savage Nation. I uh, decided to cook myself a dinner and uh, I put it up on uh, Twitter as I was cooking dinner. Just for fun. You don't want to hear something interesting? I don't know how this works. I posted my Sunday night gravy. And many of you don't know that gravy means sauce to Eastern Italians. And although I'm not Italian, I learned that they call it gravy. So I call it gravy. And I said my Sunday night gravy beats any restaurant. It's unbelievably beautiful. But it's only 17 seconds long, this clip of me cooking at the stove. And we had an astonishing 30,000 people who watched that one. And then 12,000 people watched me put the pasta shells into the cooking sauce. But here's the interesting part. I wrote, eating late is better than eating meat. I'm doing both. And I said goodnight, which I thought was very clever. But nevertheless, something odd happened. The number of followers I have on Twitter went up by 100,000 followers, not because I did politics, but because I did pasta. So it leads me to believe people are not that interested in Ukraine, Adam Schiff's neck size, Nancy Pelosi's dress size or pantsuit size. And the average person's had enough of that crap. They don't want to be tortured by them anymore. Here's another little tidbit of interesting news for those of you out there who follow the show on a daily basis. I added up the uh, years of experience we have here at the Savage Radio team. I'm 26 years in talk radio. No, I, never did, I never did sports radio. 
I never did the music radio. I did only talk radio now since 94. Um, Jim, Jim Verde has been in radio for 32 years, all talk radio. Robert Porowski has 18 years under his belt, talk radio. Doug Lynn, 17 years, talk radio experience. That means together, as an aggregate, we have 94 years of talk radio experience, which is the largest in the world. And now you know why the show is better than any other show in history, because of the experience that we have in this medium. See, I was talking about how the medium has changed and how talk radio has become very different than it was 10 years ago, say 20 years ago, say two years ago. The medium has changed so rapidly under Donald Trump, it's almost unrecognizable. You see, it's very difficult to get across to you that if you're loyal to the truth and not to a man, it doesn't mean you're disloyal to the man. It means you're loyal to the truth. And uh, there are higher powers than any individual. So if I've been criticizing President Trump for his huge military blunder, you cannot believe the stupid comments I'm getting from people that are just government talking points. I'm going to ask you one question. What would you have said if Obama had cut and run out of Syria in the same way and abandoned an ally called the, called the Kurds? You wouldn't have stopped criticizing him and making fun of him, would you? Would you? So what's good for the goose is good for the gander. This was the greatest military blunder of our life. And it wouldn't have happened if Trump was not being falsely attacked through the false impeachment. It was Schiff and Pelosi throwing him off base that I think panicked him into making this disastrous uh, mistake of abruptly withdrawing troops from northern Syria. Why do I say it's a blunder? Well, everyone in the world knows it's a blunder. Let's start with the domestic proof. The domestic proof that it's a military blunder is that suddenly Nancy Pelosi and Lindsey Graham are allies in condemning Trump's move and voting together to restore U.S. troops to northern Syria. So that's a domestic, a domestic uh, blunder. Internationally, it couldn't have been worse. Internationally, it could not have been a worse blunder. Why do I say that? Because now the Syrian army, which was our enemy allegedly three months ago, has now come to the aid of the Kurdish fighters, uh, along with Russian troops to beat back the Turkish invaders who were trying to reestablish the Ottoman Empire. Look it up. We're not talking about a cushion that you put your feet on, an Ottoman. We're talking about the Ottoman Empire, something that you can quickly research on your own. Erdogan is a radical nationalist of the Ottoman, uh, let us say, orientation, and he's trying to rebuild the once-established Ottoman Empire, which conquered the Byzantine Empire. But then I'm getting a little too far afield for most of us. And uh, I, I have no questions on this issue. I'm just telling you like it is. It's all, it is. all that matters to me is I tell you the truth. Otherwise, what's the point of doing talk radio? To read jingles? What is the point of doing talk radio? Think about this very carefully. If you've reached a certain point in your life where you're doing it for reasons other than financial. In the beginning, I wasn't doing it for reasons other than financial. But now I am. Why then do I have to lie to you? Why am I required to stand here like a, a robot and say that everything President Trump does is correct? I support the man, but he made a blunder. And if we don't say he made a blunder, who will? Well, oh, you say, well, his enemies will. So, so maybe uh, he made a blunder. And maybe he needs to understand that he's not perfect. And then maybe he needs to understand he needs to listen to his generals. Maybe he needs to understand that the reason we have a separation of powers 
between the executive and the legislative and the military is specifically for that reason. Maybe he needs to come to understand that Ronald Reagan's kitchen cabinet made sense because as great a leader as Ronald Reagan was, he needed the advice of people who had special knowledge. And then he made the, uh, the ultimate decision based upon that knowledge. So if you're just going to sit here and say, no, you're acting with the enemies of the president by criticizing him, then I'm afraid you no longer understand what America actually is. It's the land of the First Amendment. If it's nothing, it's the land of the First Amendment and the Second Amendment. And it is not disloyal to criticize a president when you think he is wrong. Isn't the greater loyalty to the truth? Remember the saying from the Bible, to thine own self be true? I try to be. This is Michael Savage. Now, look, I covered an awful lot in the beginning from the fact that on this show, Columbus Day will always prevail. This is never going to be Indigenous Peoples Day. And the myth of the noble savage is something you need to absorb in order to get into reality. The indigenous people were not these noble saints that the occasional cortex crowd would like you to believe. They were not living in a Mazzola ad. In fact, when they captured people from other tribes, they tortured them to death. That's all. That's the opening. I had a great weekend, by the way. And uh, that's the opening monologue. Uh, U.S. forces have left behind high-value ISIS detainees. Hundreds of ISIS fighters have escaped. Kurds are being rounded up and killed by Syrians. And all of this and more right here on The Savage Nation. Michael Savage, a host like no other. Do you know that a dirty CPAP can make you sick and that you are supposed to clean it every single day? Well, who wants that hassle? Did you know that nearly 1 billion individuals are affected by sleep apnea around the world? With that, negative health issues can arise when CPAP equipment is not cleaned properly. Don't you want a safe and effective automated sanitizing solution? Listen, if you are a CPAP user, soap and water cleaning may allow harmful germs and bacteria to build up in your CPAP equipment. This can make you sick. That alone will keep you up at night. Well, until now, that is. So Clean is the world's first automated CPAP cleaner and sanitizer. So Clean kills up to 99.9% of all CPAP germs and bacteria that can build up in your mask, hose, and reservoir. So Clean is easy to use. Just put the mask in, close the lid, and walk away. So Clean works with all popular CPAP machines and masks. No messy chemicals or water. The So Clean is convenient and user friendly. So Clean uses advanced technology to sanitize your CPAP equipment with just the touch of a button. It's the safer, healthier way to breathe cleaner and have a better CPAP experience. So Clean has approximately 9,000 five star reviews and is now the leading CPAP cleaner in the U.S. Right now, for my listeners, you can try So Clean risk free for 30 nights. Even shipping is free. So don't wait and call 1-800-520-2587. I better read that again. 1-800-520-2587. Or go to SoClean.com to get this 30-night risk-free trial and free shipping. Write it down and call it. I'll go slowly this time. 800-520-2587. 1-800-520-2587. Or go to SoClean.com today. The Savage Nation. 
It's Savage On Demand. So here we live in the greatest nation in the history of the world with more prosperity for more people than ever in the history of the world. And the disgruntled third world invaders uh, agitated by the communists in America are knocking down Columbus statues and telling us we're supposed to worship Indigenous Peoples Day. Well, let's look into the indigenous people again and the myth of the the noble savage. I told you about torture a few minutes ago. Read, Read on it yourself. How about the sacred Mayans? They had a history of serfdom and slavery. And uh, you wouldn't know that from occasional cortex. You would think that anyone from that region was superior to white people. And the prisoners of war who were caught by the Mayans, who were not sacrificed immediately having their hearts cut out, would become slaves. Did you know about any of that? You didn't learn that at, uh, at Berkeley? You know, go watch the movie Apocalypto to see how they treated each other. So you understand what I'm talking about. Stop glorifying indigenous peoples like there was something sacred. Thank God they were Christianized. It's, it, do you understand what I just said to you? Thank God they were Christianized. That stopped the slavery. But you wouldn't learn that at uh, Berkeley. Not at all. 94 years of talk radio experience is what you're listening to. 17 years Doug Lynn, 32 years Jim Verde, 18 years Robert Borowski, and 26 years Michael Savage. 94 years in talk radio. We know what we're doing. Quality counts here. And the business has changed so drastically in the last two years. It's hard for me to tell you how hard it is to tell you. Oh, I got all this. We got four pages of Savage Nation audio log from the team. They work so hard. Unfortunately, I'm a terrible, terrible uh, talk show host because I insist upon great work in the morning. And they work hard. They create great stuff. Oh, yes, I can talk about Schiff now. I can talk about Pelosi now and the the whole Ukraine nonsense. But I, I'm so not interested in it. Are you? Or a Schlepper Schmidt got thrown off of Fox News? What do I care about that? So the schmuck will take a job at MSNBC. What else is new? Well, what's the big deal? It's like, you know, rotating Schmendricks. You know, and I'm not the only one who knows this was one of the greatest military blunders of our lifetime. The, the abrupt withdrawal of troops from northern Syria, abandoning our allies. Abrupt. Emphasis on the word abrupt withdrawal. Abrupt. Think carefully before you call the show and say I'm wrong. Abrupt. 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 Never saw anything like this in my life. Now, if Obama had done it, what would you say? Cut and run. Cut and run. He cut and run. He cut and run. Cut and run. Obama cut and run. Big error. Big error. Why am I emphasizing this? Why? Because it has consequences that could lead to World War World War Three. Do you understand this? Do you understand what can happen here? Do you know how World War I began? You know that World War I began quite by accident. It was through blunders like this. One thing triggered another. The dominoes fell, and before you know it, we had World War I. Kurds are now allied with Assad. But if Turkey advances uh, onto the Syrian army, Russia could get involved, starting a chain reaction. Do you understand that? Because foolishly, Turkey was made a NATO ally under, I don't know who did it, was it uh, Obama? Yeah, I think Obama helped the Ottoman Empire expand, of course, because he was, what's the word that I'm looking for? He was an Islamophilic. 
Right. He was an Islamophilic Obama. That's a big word, but it's an important word. Obama suffered Islamophilia, where no Muslim could ever do wrong, including Erdogan. And so he, he, he brought Turkey into NATO, which is absurd. North Atlantic Treaty Organization with Turkey in it? So now they are our allies. So if Russia gets involved, we have to support our ally Turkey against Russia. Do you understand the chain reaction here that was set off by this military blunder? All right. I, look, all I can do is call him like I see him, tell it like it is, and let the chips fall where they may. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. Well, here we are back at the ranch of ideas. It is um, Columbus Day on the Savage Nation, not Indigenous Peoples Day. Nothing against the Indigenous Peoples, by the way, but if you want to see the uh, reality of what life was like before the uh, Amer- before the Europeans arrived, just look at history books, and you'll learn, learn what a myth really is. You'll learn about the myth of the noble savage, for example. They were not leading this idyllic green life like a Mazzola ad, you know, tapping on drums and harvesting the earth. No, 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 no. They were doing what they could. Also, I want to correct something. Turkey was brought into NATO in 1952. It was the Albanians that Obama brought into NATO, which is even worse. It was even worse bringing in the Albanian Muslims. But nevertheless, let's go back to the topics at hand. Uh, I allege, and I believe the evidence will support, that to thine own self be true is what should dominate talk radio. And I'm not saying it doesn't. I'm tremendously loyal to President Trump, and I'm more loyal to the truth, and he made a blunder. It happened a week ago. Do you understand what's happened since then? Many of you have made up your mind that he can never do wrong, which is a very dangerous place to put your head. What do you mean he can never do wrong? What, is he perfect? No man is perfect. This is a terrible situation we're in. And uh, what's happened, the Syrians have now entered on the side of the abandoned Kurds. And it could trigger World War Three if we're not careful here, if he makes another blunder. You know, there's a reason that we have a military. There's a reason we have a military class. There's a reason that we have people who go to West Point and the Virginia Military Academy, because they study historic battles. They they study how things go wrong and how things go right. That's why a president needs to rely upon professionals for advice. Do you understand this or not? California, Mike disagrees. Go ahead. Tell us why Trump is perfect. Hello. Go ahead. You're on the radio. Talk. Yes, I think you're wrong. I think Trump is 100% correct. Now, what, what do you base that upon? What, what, what is that opinion based upon? Let me finish what I'm saying, please, with all due respect. Well, no, please don't start in with the little... Yeah. Uh, first you attack with your big mouth, then you make believe you're, you're very mild. What, what you, what is, what's the proof that he, that he did 100% right? What's the proof? The United Nations ought to be doing it. No, don't tell me what ought to be. Tell me what has happened in the week since Trump made this blunder. I'm tired of our military fighting. You're not answering the question. You're just being a, a kind of ignorant man. Oh, you're I don't care what you're tired of, and I don't care what you think should be done. I'm asking you what has happened since this blunder uh, of last Monday. Tell me what has happened. Do you even know what happened? That is not his fault, or nor your fault, nor my fault. 
Sir, uh, sir, excuse me. The Syrians who were our enemy a week ago are now on the side of the Kurds. Are you aware of that? So? What do you mean, so? We have the United Nations. Ah, shut up and get off my show. Go back to the bug house. What, they let him out for an hour and give him a quarter to make a call? I don't take collect calls. All right, but this is what a country is made up of. Made up of this. You can't do anything with it. Medication has a weird effect on the human mind, as you can tell by that last caller. Look, there's a book I read from like a number of years ago, and then uh, it was picked up by the copycat in the media, the biggest copycat in history. Years ago, I read from The True Believer by Eric Hoffer. You really ought to read about The True Believer, and you'll understand the danger we are in. Now, the same thing occurred under Obama, incidentally. Obama had his true believers as well. He could do no wrong. He was 100% correct about everything. That's a dangerous uh, dangerous uh, prelude to either fascism, communism, or even religion. Because when you believe that a leader is 100% perfect, because you yourself uh, are a frustrated person who is dissatisfied with your current status in life, you need to believe in a future. You need to believe in a man. And so mass movements appeal to people like this. Those of you who want to escape a flawed self by creating an imaginary self and joining a collective whole of perfect people. And categories of people, people who may be attracted to mass movements, according to Eric Hoffer, include misfits, poor people, and people who feel thwarted in their life. Now, you have to understand what this leads to. It was very dangerous under Obama. And, of course, it can be very dangerous right now if you're not willing to take the blinders off and see what a mistake this has been. Because this could lead to a disaster, a terrible disaster. Now, the fact of the matter is mass movements can be very positive as well. There can be a positivity to a mass movement. You have some rare leaders who came along who led mass movements for the betterment of mankind. We think of Gandhi, although he's controversial as well. If you're an Indian, you know the history of Gandhi's separatist movement led to a million deaths. Uh, Churchill was considered a great leader, although he was imperfect. Nehru. All of these great leaders harnessed humans' hungers and fears and created a following and made this following zealous uh, to a holy cause that they had created. But then along comes some bad ones, Hitler, Stalin, Pol Pot, okay? And bad things happen. Bad things happen. So it's very important that you reserve the right to have an objective judgment of act actions by presidents, whoever they may be, uh, whether they be Obama or President Trump. Uh, and this is uh, something that's affecting all of us. If you look at what's happened since the president abruptly withdrew our troops, and we say, oh, one of the most um, specious arguments I've heard, especially from women who like my cooking videos but don't know much about anything beyond a meatball, is the fact that, come on, Savage, I like you, but 50 troops, 50 troops couldn't stop the Turkish army. The president was just trying to save their lives. Well... I guess you never heard of the U.S. Air Force or the U.S. Navy or 
You never heard of B-52 bombers. You never heard of ICBMs. Uh, that's called an umbrella that could have been uh, opened up over that whole area to keep the Turks at bay. But Trump did chose not to use any of these assets that we have. Why? Why has he given a green light to let Erdogan invade northern Syria and take a 30-mile stretch of land? Why? Why would he give him a green light? Well, I think he made a mistake. He didn't have to. So far, not one sanction has been put on Turkey. We keep hearing, oh, he's going to get sanctions. We're going to sanction him and we're going to destroy his economy. One more death and we're... I haven't seen any sanctions yet. I mean, uh, was he going to stop the flow of Halavar from Turkey to America? Or figs? We're not going to get Turkish figs? Well, what do, what do we get from Turkey? I have no idea why, what, what comes in from Turkey. I see Halavar, figs, things like that. So many of you don't even know what I'm talking about. I know what's going on here. Many of you think I'm talking about Thanksgiving. The minute I say turkey, you say, well, it is uh, Halloween coming up. What am I doing for Thanksgiving? This is the problem with radios. You don't know what people are thinking. So you have to just keep talking as though they all understand you. It's that simple. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Do you? Are you confused? Are you bewildered? Uh, or you know exactly what's going on? Tyler in Fresno knows exactly what's going on, and he says it was not a blunder. It was a brilliant move. Why is it not a blunder when the whole world sees it as a blunder? Okay, well, for one thing, the Republicans and the Democrats are both agreeing it's a blunder, so that's when you have to stop and say it might not be a blunder, you know? Well, 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 well. let's not be facetious here. Lindsey Graham, who, who had become Donald Trump's number one supporter, no one was stronger in supporting the president than, than Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham is now joined with Nancy Pelosi to condemn this mistake. I don't see that as a that, as a mistake on the part of Lindsey Graham, but you do, I guess. Now Lindsey Graham's no good. Okay, well, I don't really mind the the politics anyway. But in the week since uh, he announced the pullout, right? So the Turks did attack, and it was pretty much a uh, an S show at first. You know, they uh, they even executed one of the YPG leaders, some thirty five year old woman. Because an important point is the Turks are led by. Uh, well, they're not led by, but they have Kurdish forces going in first, right? It's not the Turkish army going straight in. They're having these uh, jihadist militias going in first. And so the Kurds united... Wait, slow down a minute. You're, okay, so I see you've studied the issue. You're not arguing that permitting jihadist militias to enter Syria is a good thing, are you? No, no, that's definitely not a good thing. But okay. Okay, these are the same jihadists that the Syrians are fighting in Idlib, right? These are al-Qaeda folks. These are bad folks. Right, these were our enemies for a long period of time. So the Turks are using them as a militia, a sort of uh, a Hessian force to do their dirty work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. And these are bloodthirsty rapists and murderers. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So now the Syrian army is going to go up there and help the Kurds to, to kick these guys out. So why do you say it's not a blunder? Because Syria is united now. The Kurds are with Assad, and they're going to beat the jihadists back. So that's good. You know? So you're saying unintended consequences that Syria has been sucked into northern Syria? I thought that we were trying to constrain Syria and Assad. Uh, but they're the ones fighting ISIS, right? Well, I'm aware of that. But I thought that a month ago, our national for our foreign policy was based upon containing Syria and not permitting uh, Syria to emerge into greater Syria. 
But now apparently, great, now apparently greater Syria is a good thing all of a sudden. Really greater Syria. I mean, that was Syria before this whole, uh, this whole civil war started, right? So that's just putting Syria back together, essentially. So what are you arguing, that there's good and bad in this? Uh, yeah, I mean, it does seem like a blunder if you follow the American policy that you don't want Syria united, you know. But, uh, I mean, uh, as you talked about, the Syrians are the ones beating ISIS. A lot of these gas... That's correct. You remember when we almost destroyed Syria? How I was arguing against destroying Assad, that he shouldn't be destroyed? But what if Turkey advances now and, and clashes directly with Assad's forces? and uh, Turkey gets the advantage over Assad's Syrian forces, that would pull Russia in, and it could start a chain reaction leading to a bigger war. That is my concern. Uh, There is no question in my mind by the abrupt nature of Trump's announcement last Monday, this was a serious military blunder that was not thought out at all. It was done on the spur of the moment without any advice. He caught everyone off guard, and it's to no good. Thank you for calling. Home of Borders. Language. Culture. The Savage Nation. It is the Savage Nation. We're coming to the end of hour number one on this wonderful uh, non-Indigenous People's Day. It will always be Columbus Day here on the Savage Nation. And if you bi- missed my monologue on the myth of the noble savage, please be sure to catch it and share it with 100 friends uh, by catching the podcast, which follows the show by about one hour. It's posted up there. So what we're talking about is a very serious topic, which is war and peace, life and death. And uh, I still think the president made a mistake. I don't see any evidence to the contrary yet. So far, things are moving in the wrong direction on every front, both domestically, where Lindsey Graham and Nancy Pelosi are now in an alliance, brought them together. Think about that one. And internationally, a disaster, because it was an abrupt decision without much thought. Now, many of you don't want to believe that. As I said to you, the true believer that Eric Hoffa wrote about, you want to believe in a divine leader. I don't live in North Korea. I never have and I never will. I think the president needs to create a kitchen cabinet of the type that Ronald Reagan had. A kitchen cabinet, I'd be glad to join it. I'd leave radio for that. I'd like to have a hot dog with him every day, but I wouldn't do it but maybe once a month, the, the hot dog part of it. I don't, eat, I don't eat them normally. It was great on the airplane. I'd probably even cook him some of my meat sauce on a Sunday night. Better than what he's getting in the White House, I can guarantee you. I imagine the cuisine in Camp David compared to what I'm cooking. What do they know there? A big bucket of... So I could make him a nice meal on a Sunday night, and we could talk politics. We could watch the news. and like a, Because I'm a good strategist. I can see the pieces and how they... You don't have to be a genius. All you got to do is have experience with human beings and know history to pretty much know what's going to happen. You, you understand that? Then you go to the military. You go to this one, that one. And you bring in their opinions. That's a kitchen cabinet. I'm going to suggest that for Donald Trump in a second term. I can't wait to make him the uh, meat sauce and shells that I made last night. The Westwood One Podcast Network. Fans of the spoken word. Welcome. This is a podcast. Greetings, pod recipients. You are entering the Savage Nation. Read the book. See the movie. Warning. The Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. 
And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture. And here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Trump and his administration have lied to the Kurd so long saying, no, we're going to be here with you, we're going to support you, we're going to provide you with the protection that you need, blocking them and preventing them from negotiating with or reconciling with uh, the Syrian government to form a common defense of the northern border of Syria against the Turkish invasion. And this is the problem that that, uh, we find ourselves in now, is because of this, because of Trump's failure to end the regime change war in Syria, uh, the Kurds now are paying the price. Well, that's Tulsi Gabbard. Tulsi Gabbard, I think she's a great candidate, but they blocked her from the stage because she's 10 times smarter and wiser than any other Democrat. She's too far to the left for me. She still has all of the earmarks of a leftist. But on this, she makes sense. Now, will Syria pull out damage Trump? Have you changed your opinion in the week since he did it? Have you started to actually see what has happened? Do you believe impeachment is now more likely? Will Adam Schiff face repercussions for lying to Congress and the American people? I hope so. And then hiding the impeachment inquiry. And where does this leave Joe Biden now that his son has withdrawn from the Chinese company? I think it leaves Biden, obviously, a, a damaged, injured candidate who cannot even survive the scandal. The real loser here is going to be Biden, not his son. So that's number one. So who does it leave? The, the crazy college teacher, the vicious college teacher, Elizabeth Warren, who I, I say to you over and over again, if I was casting a movie on the Revolutionary Communist Party in Germany in the 1970s, the Biden-Monhoff gang, she would be the leader of the cell. She looks like an executioner in an execution chamber. She looks like the face you would see in an execution chamber. I don't think she can win. Uh, women can read through women faster than men can, and uh, women don't like Elizabeth Warren. But let's get back to the issue of war and peace on this Columbus Day. I also talked about the myth of the noble savage in hour number one, which I hope you'll catch on my podcast after the show. An hour after my show, the podcast goes up over the whole two-hour show. You have to catch my opener on the myth of the um, noble savage and why Columbus Day will always reign supreme here on the Savage Nation. It will never be Indigenous People's Day. It's that simple. Las Vegas, David, line four, you're up on the Savage Nation. What's on your mind? Hey, Dr. Savage, I respect you like no other, but my son was there. He was deployed in Syria and in Afghanistan. My son-in-law is still there. He's in Afghanistan now. We need to be partners with the Syrians, not the, not Turkey. And we couldn't use our air force to, 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 to start a no-fly zone against a NATO country. Donald Trump is doing what has to be done, which everybody is afraid to do, is Start the pullout and change our. Wait, 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 wait! You're you're running over the whole. You're running over the whole issue. What you are saying is something that you could have said with some degree of uh, perhaps reality a week ago, but we've seen what's happened since he made this abrupt decision. You can't say everything that's happened is positive, can you? Absolutely, I can. Why not? Well, you could say anything you want, but you'd be wrong. No, you're not, you're, I don't care that your son is serving. God bless him, but that doesn't mean you know what you're talking about. With, with, all, with all due respect, Dr. Savage, we're going to pull out of Afghanistan, and the same people... Wait, 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 sir, please let's not move to Afghanistan. 
Let's stick with what Donald Trump abruptly did a week ago. We all woke up without any advance warning to our allies or to the military or to the Kurdish allies. He said we're pulling our 50 or 80 troops out. No advance warning, no statement that we're going to use whatever force we have and economic as well to make sure the Kurds are safe before we leave. He didn't say that. Why did he just so suddenly pull out? Doesn't that bother you? He didn't suddenly pull out. We've been planning this for a while. I'm telling you, my son was there. Was well, well, what do you mean we've been planning it? How come the military itself in the Defense Department said they were caught blindsided? The generals didn't want him to pull out because the generals want the status quo. But the guys on the ground know that the Kurds are better off allying with the Syrians. Why are we reading reports that Green Berets who fought alongside Kurds are heartbroken that they were pulled out? Why are we reading that? I don't know why you're reading it. I know Green Berets that are happy. So Really? Why don't you get one on the air right now? Because they're not, they're not going to come on the air with you. They're not allowed to. Especially the ones that are still in. Okay? They're not allowed to do that. I'm telling you. Okay? I'm telling you secondhand information that I got from my family that was there that they're happy. The Kurds are better off with the Syrians. Turkey. Oh, uh, you mean so even the, even the dead Kurds are happier? No. People die in wars, Dr. Savage. Oh, well, that's right. And, and troops die in wars, too. Did you know the troops die in wars? Our, our troops die in wars. Correct. Our That's right. That's what American troops are for, which is to protect American interests around the world. We're not, we're not there to die. We're there to kill other people. Okay. Well, why, well, very good. I'm glad you finally came to that conclusion. So why didn't Donald Trump say to Erdogan, you're not going to slaughter the Kurds. We're going to pull out slowly. And if you, if you go beyond this point, we'll use our Air Force, our Navy, and even ICBMs to deter you. Why didn't he do that? Because they're a NATO country. He can't do that. I don't care if they're a Schmato country. They're acting like Hitler right now with a, with a blitzkrieg over the northern border of Syria. Dr. Savage, I love you, but I don't care whether you care. That is the, 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 the treaty we have with them. We can't just start bombing. Well, oh, that's the treaty we have with them? What, just to stab the Kurds in the back? No, they, they didn't get... Where, where in the treaty with t Turkey does it say we're supposed to stab our allies, the Kurds, in the back... These are the Kurds who are not passive people. They sacrificed a great deal of blood and guts on the ground to uh, subdue and kill and capture ISIS, including many women Kurdish fighters. You know, you know all that, right? I, I do know all that. And the Kurds are allied with Syria, whether you like it or not. They're not allied with Turkey. Yeah, yeah but I'm not opposed to Syria. In fact, I thought it was a disastrous mistake. Kurds. I, 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 was, I was vehemently opposed to all of the, the hate talk against Syria by the Democrats in the early phases of the Trump administration. They wanted war with Syria. Please, sir, let me, let me just say one thing. The Kurds understand that their alliance is with the Syrians, not Turkey. They could not form an alliance with Syrians until we pulled out. They couldn't. Now oh, so we did, it, we did it for the Kurds. We let them die in order to help them. If you want to know, I, well, okay. I guess you got to kill for peace again. You got to you got to let the Kurds die in order to help them. You got to let the Turks overrun their villages, uh, kill their political leaders, assassinate them like the Viet Cong did, and that's a good thing for the Kurds. That that's really wonderful logic coming from the Savage uh, Notion. See, I run the Savage Nation. The callers of the Savage Notion.
<laughs> uh, war and peace, life and death. I read military history. Does it make me an expert? No, but it gives me some knowledge base to what I'm talking about. And when I was studying the Ottoman Empire this morning, what I saw was Erdogan is a new would-be emperor who would like to expand the boundaries of Turkey to those of the original Ottoman Empire, beginning with the region known as Kurdistan to the Kurds. And incidentally, there's a fabulous article on what the emergence of a Kurd, Kurdish nation would have been like for the world and how good it would have been. And uh, the, the article is called A Radical Experiment is in Peril in Syria. It's a long article. And it's written by a pretty smart writer. I know you say, well, it's from the New York Times, therefore dismiss it. That would be idiotic. I don't care where an article appears. Some articles on the writer are so idiotic they're not worth reading as well. Great article, A Radical Experiment is in Peril in Syria. I posted it on michaelsavage.com for you to peruse and make up your own, your own opinion. But um, the YPG were women warriors. They were ferocious warriors. What do you think out there? Joanne in Chicago, what do you think? You agree or disagree this was a blunder? Yes, yes. Uh, Dr. Savage, I agree completely with you. I applaud you. This is a very serious... I'm just curious, Dr. Savage, who in the Dickens advised our president about this? Uh, I don't know. Lot. I don't know. Very important. Now, I speak... Wait, let's go back to that. Yeah. Who would have who would have advised this? I asked the question last Monday morning when we heard about this. Well, who I wanted to figure out who would have advised the president to abruptly withdraw from northern Syria and abandon our allies. Who would have told him to do that? The reports were senior military were caught off guard by this. State Department caught off guard by that. No one knew he was going to do it. So I feel that someone uh, who is uh, very... A, a malicious uh, factor did this advise him. A very ill... Okay, let's bring up another element here that we're not talking about. How does this affect Israel? Because uh, because the Nazis in the audience would be quick to say the Jews did it, uh, Netanyahu wanted them to withdraw. The opposite is true, actually. Oh, yeah. It, uh, the opposite is true. The Israelis, the last thing the Israelis wanted was a, a militant Islamic presence in, in, in northern Syria. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, one would- so so let's rule out Israel. Moreover, I I covered this last Wednesday. The Israelis are uh, shocked that they that we abandon our ally, and they said that they'll never abandon the Kurds. That they're going to provide humanitarian aid and whatnot. So no, you can't blame the Jews for this. Even though most people who are let us say Nazi like would like to blame the Jews for everything. So I can't say Israel advised this. Who did this? Who would have advised them to do this? Saudi Arabia. They they just. Dis- Spies, you know that they have no love for Syria or Assad. So let's talk that possibility, is it not? After- well, yes, because then we read the same president who's allegedly protecting our troops is now sending them to Saudi Arabia, putting them in harm's way. So all of the Johnnies who are calling shows saying, "Oh, we had to do it. He get a, had to get our guys out of harm's way." So how do you explain that Trump sending them into harm's way into into Saudi Arabia? Uh, Dr. Savage, there's the connection. That's what I believe. Okay. Now, the other thing, I speak from the perspective of many of my personal friends who are Armenian Christians, 
and Syrian Christians. All right, now, now you're talking about something so important. Tell us what the Syrian Christians and Armenians are saying. Well, this is another genocide from 1915. This is a genocide. This is another... Do you think the average American knows, knows about the Armenian genocide? Do you think they know that? No, they do not know about it, Dr. Savage. They do not. And thank you for having that beautiful... Uh, you did have, uh, I believe, well, it was it, it was the Kurd... The I had a Kurdish friend on from San Francisco last Tuesday to try to put a human side to this discussion. I do not know whether my friend... Uh, was able to reach any people who listened to this program. I I kind of feel that people made up their minds one way or the other, and I, I'm glad you called and said Syrian Christians and uh, uh, Armenians are shocked by this, and they're terrified of what's going to happen. Now, Joanne, I- thanks for listening to me on the Internet here in Chicago. It just shows you, uh, although I'd love to be on in Chicago, I once was on in Chicago, I had a huge audience in Chicago, uh, I am only heard in certain cities on the Internet, which is the way it is. And I'm glad that you found a way to find this show because the truth has a way of bubbling up to the surface. Back in a minute on The Savage Nation. The Savage Nation. It's savage on demand. An article just came out in the Jerusalem Post that is headlined as follows on this issue. Yeah, it just came out. Six years of work destroyed in six days, the collapse of eastern Syria. Turkish media, all supporting the invasion, would call the murder of Kalaf a neutralization of a terrorist. At least some U.S. officials saw the video of the atrocities and thought that, that we were at war. Seth J. Fransman, October 14th at 2300 hours. And what is going on here is uh, you have to see the bigger picture here. I'm going to read you a paragraph. The U.S. military, which was left out of the loop of White House decision-making, tried to deal with Turkey's threats and concerns by establishing a security mechanism and getting the SDF to destroy forts and obstacles to Turkey's upcoming attack. The U.S. thought it was building trust, but Turkey was merely getting the U.S. to do its work for it. The U.S. military had been training 110,000 SDF fighters and had no idea that in Washington... They were about to be thrown into chaos, watching those they trained be killed and ordered to leave. Uh, I want you to read the article on your own. I've linked it up on michaelsavage.com. It's probably the biggest story of our time in many ways, and God forbid this gets out of hand. It could become a much bigger regional war, and you'll uh, perhaps learn details that you're not getting from your normal sources. And you will see that this is the greatest military blunder of our time. And if I haven't been strong enough in saying it, I will say it again until you finally understand that all men are fallible and all men make mistakes. And this is the biggest military blunder that I have seen in my entire. I've never seen anything like this. I've never heard of a president making a decision like this without any advance warning to the men who were fighting alongside our troops at the same moment, to just abruptly pull them out. Now, we heard the cover story. It was to protect our 50 or 80 men, which is total rubbish. That's what our Air Force and Navy and ICBMs are for. They're called an umbrella. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. Well, we're going to pull back for a few minutes from the atrocities undergoing, uh, ongoing right now 
in uh, Syria by the Turks, the Turks who were trying to rebuild the Ottoman Empire, and the astonishing, unexpected, and wholly, wholly, wholly wrong uh, withdrawal from Syria by the president. Six years of work destroyed in six days. The collapse of eastern Syria. Let's go to domestic politics now and talk about Biden working with the so-called whistleblower, which the story has not gone away. We're now speaking with John Sexton of HotAir.com on the Savage Nation. Mr. Sexton, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me on. Now, when you say Biden worked with the whistleblower, how do we know that if we don't know who the whistleblower is? Well, there's a sort of chain of of deductive reasoning going on here. And um, last week, the Washington Examiner put out this story basically saying that there's been a series of clues about who this guy is. And and the first one actually came from the, the New York Times. They reported a couple weeks ago that this person is a CIA officer. And then in a subsequent report uh, earlier this month, the New York Times also reported that the whistleblower, in addition to being a, a CIA officer or an analyst, um, had been detailed to the National Security Council. The National Security Council, as you know, is a, sort of a group of all the bigwigs in, in the federal government who are there to counsel the president on any foreign policy decisions. So that's everybody from, you know, Department of Homeland Security Secretary, the the Secretary of Treasury, Secretary of Defense, um, all those all those people are there, and one of the people that's part of that council is the Vice President. So, all right. So let's go back to the the big story that you've covered. Biden worked with whistleblower. Uh, yes. I, I look right from the beginning when I read that the the whistleblower was a CIA officer, and then I saw his lawyers were ex CIA officers. I said the whole thing stinks to high heaven. I mean, no one's talking about the lawyers for this so-called whistleblower, who are both ex-CIA agents, right? Yeah, apparently. And, and you know, there, there's a lot of things about this that kind of have you scratching your head. Like you said, we don't exactly know who this guy is, but if it's true that he had some kind of relationship with Biden, plus the fact that we, we, are, we know that the way this came out was that he went to people who were working for Schiff. And how does Schiff get away with lying to the American people and to Congress and not be uh, tossed out of Congress? I don't understand that. Yeah, that's I don't I think he's clearly regretting making that decision at this point, because I guess he thought no one was going to find out that he had well, slip. I call him slimy Schiff. It's fun to be cute about it. But slimy Schiff is using Soviet tactics. And when he gets caught, he says, I'm sorry. How does that how does that not wind up with some kind of punishment or he's removed from the from the c- committee there the congressional intelligence committee yeah well it you know obviously it's not going to happen with the democrats in charge but you have to wonder how he can continue to get away with stuff like this i mean uh, i've been writing about that guy since you know for the last 2 years with he was All always right, so the- wait now you've been writing about Schiff for 2 years john sexton have you uncovered anything in his past that is a little is there nothing in this man's past that we should know about that we haven't heard about i mean i'd I'd love to see something like that you know all i know is probably what what everybody knows it's just he uh he's been really the face of of the 
you know, the March. Don't, don't you think it's backfired on him? He's looking very, very weaselly and suspicious, and he's apologizing now. Uh, his crazy eyes are looking crazier than ever, and, and and he's saying he should have been more forthcoming. Don't you think he's on the on the uh, defensive right now? Do you think Pelosi's going to throw him aside? Oh, he's definitely on the defensive now. Um, I don't think she's going to because she's been through the ringer, you know, for the last few months. Trying, you know, we were literally at the point where she seemed to have won this internal battle in the party. She had pretty much tamped down impeachment. And then this whistleblower thing comes out, and then it literally reversed itself in a period of a couple of days. So your article is, is basically in hotair.com, and it's a report that Joe Biden worked with the whistleblower. Is that correct? Yeah, and that's based on, the, you know, that's based on two sources, one who's a uh, retired CIA officer, and the other one is someone from the Trump administration. Well, then I think that uh, anyone listening to this program liberal or conservative democrat or republican should say this is not american this shouldn't be permitted and schiff has to has to go number one but i think biden's in trouble here all right john sexton of hotair.com thanks for being with us on the savage nation now we're back on the savage nation let's go to the headlines on michaelsavage.com i just posted six years of work destroyed in six days the collapse of eastern syria uh, 150,000 people have been displaced by the Turkish invasion. 150,000 people have been displaced by the Turkish invasion. Kurdish commander explains why he's ready to partner with Assad and Putin. Kurdish-led forces may intentionally be releasing Islamic State militants, says Trump. I don't believe a word of that. Uh, a radical experiment is in peril in Syria. Fox News hosts criticize and mock Trump. During advertiser meeting, well, I can believe that from Chris Wallace. He always was uh, like a weaselly kind of guy. Communists and third world invaders deface Columbus statue in San Francisco. If you want to look at something that should get all Americans really hot under the collar and, and enraged, take a look at what these third world scum with their communist brethren have done to San Francisco's Columbus statue on the top of a hill. They have defaced it. They should be caught and put in prison. I'm sure there are cameras on the top of that hill. And I'm sure that when they're uncovered, you'll find out that some of them are either academics or politicians themselves. It's a disgrace to see what these vermin have done. Voters weary of more investigations as impeachment ramps up. Bernie Sanders draws contrast with Elizabeth Warren. Uh, she says she's a capitalist through her bones. I'm not. Thanks for telling us the truth, Bernie. You know, here's what I say about Bernie. He had a heart attack two weeks ago. Now he's back. It just shows you how demonic he is. The man is so demonic that instead of saying, you know, it's time for me to withdraw. No, the demon inside of him impels him to keep going. I hope he lives to the age of Moses. But if he shouldn't, I also hope that if he passes away, they send his body back where it belongs to the Kremlin. 855-407-282. Environmentalists have a new target, Charmin toilet paper. That's their business, too. The Muslim congresswoman, T-Lab, the worst. No, you can't say the worst anymore. There's so many like that that you can't say the worst. This little fascist, T-Lab, a Muslim, no less, says that Democrats have discussed detaining White House officials who don't testify and arresting them. Can you believe the fascism that this Muslim is bringing to our Congress? Are you surprised by it? Did he not? We, did we not warn you? 
what you would get when you bring radicals into Congress? Chelsea Clinton emphatically states a person with a beard and a penis can absolutely identify as a woman. Uh, Coming from her, I guess that's considered Pulitzer Prize winning material. Uh, But to me, it sounds like she's as crazy as her parents. Chelsea Clinton emphatically states a person with a beard and a penis can absolutely identify as a woman. So if you click on the article uh, on michaelsavage.com, Hillary herself was caught off guard. Hillary said, I'm just learning about this. It's a very big generational discussion because this is not something I grew up with or even saw. Hillary went on to say it's going to take a lot more time and effort to understand what it means to be defining yourself differently. That is so Hillary. That is so Hillary. As she looked uneasy and blamed generational gaps for being less accepting. I don't think it makes you less accepting. I think it makes you sane to say that a man with a beard and a penis is not a woman. I would say that if you accept that, you are by definition insane. That's my opinion. But I'm the same guy who says that it will always be Columbus Day around here. It will never be Indigenous Peoples Day. And that's the truth from my perspective. Back in a minute. Home of Borders. Language. Culture. The Savage Nation. to the Savage Nation, where it will always be Columbus Day. It will never be Indigenous Peoples Day. And again, if you missed my opening, where I described in anthropological detail how the Native American folks treated their enemies, you may come to a different opinion uh, uh, than you've already had from the, from the media. They were not leading the idyllic green life like in a Mazzola ad. But the big issue here is the blunder, the greatest military blunder of our life which is the Syria disaster, a calamity, a calamity. The whole world knows it's a calamity. And for those of you who are the true believers and are eating the government line that um, Trump did this because he was trying to terminate endless wars by pulling American troops out of the Middle East, sorry to inform you, but by the end of the week, after he pulled 50 out of Syria, he added 2,000 to Saudi Arabia. So how do you explain that one? I mean, there comes a point, I have to say, this is an error. It's an error. And I, by the way, I think the uh, foreign policy team needs to be replaced. I don't even know who they are. I don't know what their background is. Who is the most experienced foreign policy expert around Donald Trump? Does anyone know? I don't know who it would be. Where is the Kissinger? Where is someone of that magnitude advising the president? I haven't seen him. Rennie on line one in California somewhere. Welcome to the program. What's on your mind? Savage. Uh, yes, I, I don't think that this is America's biggest military blunder in history. Reason being, I mean, we've made a lot of military blunders, such as preemptively going to Iraq and going to the Vietnam to end communism, or even as far back as... All right, all right you're right. That's 100% correct. Right. The invasion of Iraq, which was based upon the big lie of weapons of mass destruction, would be a greater military uh, blunder. Correct. You know, also, in response to your last question, I think Kellyanne Conley, or whatever her name is, I think that she's probably that advisor that you were talking about to President Trump. But I do have one question for you. And what, you think Kellyanne Conway is his foreign policy advisor? I would I would imagine so. I mean, I, I don't know who it would be myself. I mean, you know, so. I can't figure it out. But listen what we're reading right now. 
But this much is this much already is clear. Mr. Trump ignored months of warnings from his advisors about what calamities likely would ensue if he followed his instincts to pull back from Syria and abandon America's longtime allies, the Kurds. He had no plan B other than to leave. What do you think of that one? I think that it's, it's, it's a, it's, it was bad to go there in the first place, but it's even worse to leave. But I don't think it's America's biggest military blunder. But, yes, it's certainly a bad idea. And, okay, it is a blunder, but not the biggest. I, I accept that as a valid criticism of my statement. Yeah, but I have 100%. I mean, I'm, I'm willing to admit when I went over overboard, no, not the greatest military blunder, but amongst the great military blunders. And we don't know where this is going to end up yet, by the way, Rennie. I hope, I hope it doesn't get worse. Too. Me too, and I, and I don't know how it would lead to World War Three, though. Well, here's the latest headline, which we covered on Friday. Are you ready for this? There are 50 tactical nuclear weapons that are stored under American control at Inkerlik Air Base in Turkey. Did you know that? I had a suspicion because I was in the Air Force. And, uh, All right. Well, that came out on my show on Friday when a caller said, that Erdogan blackmailed Trump saying that we control your nuclear weapons at Inkerlik, if I'm pronouncing it correctly. Uh, and if you if you do something, we're going to we're going to do something with these weapons. Uh, and what they're saying, those weapons, one senior official is saying today, were now essentially Erdogan's hostages to fly them out of Turkey would be to mark the de facto end of the Turkish American alliance to keep them there, though, is to perpetuate a nuclear vulnerability that should have been eliminated years ago. This is all true. And I thank you for bringing to the attention of the savage audience the bigger military blunders, such as the invasion of Iraq. What was the other one you mentioned? Uh, no, that's, that's, that's about it. We need to get those, those nuclear, nuclear weapons out of there right now, then. Yeah, it should have been done a long while ago. Oh, it should have uh, we, we let him in the hands of an Islamist like this? Listen to this. For his part, Erdogan claims nuclear ambitions of his own. Only a month ago, speaking to supporters, he said... Quote, he cannot accept rules that keep Turkey from possessing nuclear weapons of its own. So it looks to me like he's basically um, taken our weapons hostage. This is a terrible situation. Let's pray to God and pray for the president that he comes to his senses on this issue and doesn't dig his heels in and make it worse. Because our military and diplomatic leaders were caught off guard. Uh, something is wrong about the whole picture. And if we all want to end wars and win peace... How do you explain him sending 2,000 additional troops into Saudi Arabia after withdrawing 50 troops from northern Syria? It doesn't make any sense, does it? Who's the other major beneficiary of this mistake? Iran. Did you know why? My friends, this is not a good time for the world. It is not a good time for America. The president has been undermined by Pelosi and Schiff and the entire Democrat media establishment. And I believe he was thrown off base as a result of this constant and relentless and fetid attack on him. But there's always a way to undo a mistake. Let's pray that the president undoes this military blunder. Thanks for listening. The Westwood One Podcast Network.